on this episode of the Oversell Podcast, we are taking your Twitter questions, and we're also going to be discussing the big news of the week with AJ Lee leaving. So let's get this party started. Gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week. We are coming to you a little early this week. I'm going to be on vacation next week. <laughs> you <Bum>. suck. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, starting off the week, um, I put out something on our Twitter account, at Oversell Podcast, to give us some questions. We use technology. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> we don't use it well, but we're figuring it all out. But we um wanted to take some of your Twitter questions. First one we got was from Jason Kennedy. Uh, his Twitter account is at Jason Kennedy without the vowels. I noticed that. Um, and ingenious, J-S-N-K-N-N-D-Y. And he asked, best walkout song slash music of all time. Man, there's a lot of good options out there. Um for me, one of my, I think one of the best songs to walk out ever was um, this Fire Burns. That was CM Punk's old theme song before he went to Cult of Personality. I love that one, though. That was that was a great entrance because it started slow, it built up, and then by, when he walked out, you're just pumped for a CM Punk match. Mm-hmm. I really like Seth Rollins now. It, I like, it just comes in really strong. It's got the pause, and then he comes out when it kicks back in. Uh, entrance-wise, I know it's we're kind of asking for entrance and music at the same time, but entrance-wise, hands down, goes to Undertaker. I mean... Yeah, those 20-minute walks to the ring are always great. Yeah, yeah you, get to hear that, <laughs> <laughs> you get to hear that bell toll tons of times in that. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're going to talk, like, best intro for a wrestler, man, i got to go to my guy Jericho. He had an awesome entrance. The back to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have never thought you chose him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who else has good intro music? Dean Ambrose, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, I like he, Dean's really music like right now. I like his. Um, Dan, you got anybody? If it, I, I, uh, Dean Ambrose uh, for recent, I, li- I like his music. And then like um, for like. Back uh, when when everything was real rocking and rolling back in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold music, man. Oh yeah, uh, that was the glass hit, and you were on. You know, that's exactly so, I right. Mean, you knew something was about to happen, so you know, as if you want to go ahead. As soon as the glass broke, you could the pop. Yeah, I mean, like, just thousands of people man, on couldn't their hear yourself think. Well, yeah. do, you, <laughs> do you remember that pop he got when it was during the invasion and it was on SmackDown? And he came. Well, the, the raw one first. Was it, was it raw when yeah. he was when he saw the speech by classy Freddie Blass? He got pissed. Right. Broke a pool well, he was at, he half. was yeah he he was out playing pool somewhere or something, and somebody was talking to him, and he finally got pissed and snapped that pool cue in half, and decided he was going to go back and kick everybody's ass at that point because he he started in the parking lot. Yeah, worked his way. Stunned in. a couple people. And I mean, that's just backstage. a build up and a build up and a build up, and he he started in the parking lot, pulled the truck up, kicked two guys' ass. Yep. Boom! Hit the door, kicked another two or three guys' ass, <laughs> and then finally that that music hits and just people are going bananas in the crowd. And there was already like ten or fifteen people in the ring at the time, uh, fifteen right. or twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it was that pop he got 
when that glass <laughs> broke, people just lost their 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 shit, and it was great. Oh yeah. If you want to go back even further, man, Ultimate Warrior had a great song and an entrance. Mm-hmm. Man, he would shaking the ropes. And the, ori- the original one that brought the rock and roll into the wrestling, you know, the original guy who, uh, you know, had a theme song that actually people like sung and stuff. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. I was going to say Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Man. You, can't, you can't hear his theme song and not, not sing it. No. I mean, you you're singing the first two lines at least when every oh, time yeah. he comes out. And you're like, yeah! <laughs> Another honorable mention I'm going to throw out there, Piper. I always liked his entrance. Just bagpipes. Playing, oh, yeah. But perfect for him. Um, rock. When you hear that, it's the same thing with the glass break. When you hear the rock. Mm-hmm. Right. If you smell what the rock is, you know, we all know the song. Um, you, have, you have different takes for different things, and it's like, you know, that rock reinvented that song three or four times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was kind of like a, a thing where you know yeah you're using the same thing but you're using different versions of it for it being a heel or being a face or whatever you need it for. So and you know Stone Cold kind of did the same thing. Yeah. You know, but well, he, he still had the glass breaking and Rock always had the if you smell you know, what the Rock is cooking. Stone Cold at one point had that weird song that actually had lyrics to it and I think people hated disturbed. it. It was when disturbed. It was back when they they released the CD where actual oh, bands yeah. did their yeah. their theme songs. Yeah. They've done Not that a, a couple they've done Not that a, a couple of times and yeah. I haven't been a fan of very many of those. <laughs> but another one the Stone Cold reminds me of is uh Mick Foley when he comes out. Yeah. Just the, the car, car crash, crash and then dun, 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 mm-hmm. you know, oh man, another great. It was, this was a great song and a great intro put together. DX. Yep. Yeah. Just the, I always liked the way they the had video the, the video. First, yeah. And then like it timed in or it switched in between them. That was always really in cool. between them live walking out. Right. And then, yeah. And then a DX symbol or some random thing that and, was in their video on on the screen. And while we're on stables, you know, another great intro was the NWO. Mm-hmm. When you heard that music, you know shit was about to go down in that ring. Yeah, it was going to take thirty minutes to get everybody <laughs> down there. But yeah, yeah, well, uh, they should have just all just <laughs> dropped a limo, just came in a limo, and or can, you ma- can you imagine Horsemen coming out today? Oh. I mean, back back when they were in their prime, Horsemen coming out, that would be awesome. I tell you, one of my favorite stable entrances that I can remember, it was when Evil Evolution. One, they had every title. All four, yeah. And they were just three when they walked in. That you know, you had um, Motorhead playing. Mm-hmm. They're just all standing there, looking smug in their suits, in holding the suits. The mm-hmm. titles. Just standing. It, it was like the coolest to me. It was just the coolest entrance, just because these guys are the legit top people in the company, <laughs> and they're all in one stable, and they look they looked legitly badass. I've got. I don't know if I well. I don't know if I should tell the story behind it, but. <laughs> Or how I know about it, <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll tell a quick story, right quick. Uh, their entrance video, you know, that shows them on helicopters or yeah, in the back yeah. of a limousine, drinking with a bunch of women and everything like right. that. They filmed all that on a Sunday, and uh, I know the guy that went and got the liquor for him, <laughs> and uh, he said he couldn't find a liquor store open on a Sunday oh, where they were at, yeah, so yeah. they were trying to film on a Sunday and do the liquor. So what did he do? He went and got a hotel room and ordered a bunch of liquor from the bar to be brought up to his room, put it in his suitcase, <laughs> checked out of the room, and had, and went to the video shoot <laughs> with a suitcase full of liquor and said, okay, here's that, all the liquor. That is genius, man. <laughs> this is a, that was a great discussion. Thank you for the question, Jason. Uh, next up, 
Man, this is going to be a this is a good question. I may actually save this one because yeah, let's get that one for last. Yeah, let's skip that one. We're we're going it's going to because it's going to require a lot of thought on mm-hmm. our end. Uh, next one comes from Kevin Sloan thirteen at Kevin Sloan thirteen. He asks, uh, "What do you think the main event for Extreme Rules will be?" I think we found that out Monday. Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins for the title mm-hmm. set up perfectly. Great match, and we're going to get another great match at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Who knows what those guys are going to do with weapons? Yeah, yeah. Did with they know what or kind or of match it was yet? Or oh, I thought all are not. Are, oh, I thought all matches at Extreme Rules were extreme. Yeah, but <laughs> extreme. Each, each ones usually do. I guess they haven't actually announced the uh, the actual stipulation for that one yet. Okay, there's going to be some stipulation oh, yeah, on it because that's, that's the whole go- point of the pay per view. That and you got to Seth Rollins is going to need a need a need a way need a way to and that was okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Seth Rollins is going to need a way to cheat, and that whatever stipulation they give him is going to help him do that. Next up, Kevin Sloan again asks us, "When will we see Brock again?" Good question. Build up for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. There's. I think it's going to be. He signed a three-year contract, but he's still going to be a special attraction. They're going to keep him. They're going to keep him hidden in their pocket for a while, and and pull only pull him out in case of you know, because you know I'm sure the contract he signed only has a limited amount of dates too. So, but uh, you know they got the limited amount of dates they can use him, so they're not going to use them all up right at the first of the season. You know they want him. They want him in next year's WrestleMania, so they want to. They want to use those dates as build up times for between Royal Rumble and right whatever else they need to get people to buy WrestleMania next year. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Uh, next question, back to Kevin Sloan again. Man, he was really fired up today. I think he's listened to us before. <laughs> <laughs> he is at going asking this time. Hall of Fame early candidates for next year. Good question, because uh, we had a very strong Hall of Fame class this year. Uh, I want to see Andy Kaufman in. Everyone, we talked about that last week. He's the first celebrity ever involved in wrestling. I've made my point known. Um, if I had to guess anyone else, I'd like to see Macho Man's gotten in. Bring Miss Elizabeth in. Absolutely. I'd like Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Rick, Rick Rude. Rude I mean, that's a that's very great deserving. One. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean, they're finally acknowledging, you know, Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. You know, it'd be a great time to bring Rick Rude into the Hall of Fame. I mean, the the guy that showed up on Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw at the same time on the same date. And <laughs> I mean, geez, uh, you can't get much more landmark than that, really. Well, there um, was some news. My next, the other, another. I would say a tag team needs to go in, but uh, I heard that this guy was actually banned from the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but it would be cool to see the Steiner brothers get in. I mean, yeah. when when they were young, man, that that tag team was so exciting. The first time Scott Steiner did the Frankensteiner, I thought he killed the guy. Well, giving. <laughs> Giving Scott Steiner an open mic to say anything he wants to is just a bad idea at any time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I just, you know, it's just not a good idea to ever let him talk, ever. <laughs> what about, what about like, the Nasty Boys? Na- uh, well, yeah, I could see that. I could see Nasty Boys. Um, you know, Demolition. I don't know where De- they're oh, at. Right. Is Demolition not in the Hall of Fame? If that, they let definitely should be. Demol- um, we know the Legion of Doom is in. That, they yeah. got in a couple of years ago. Uh, man, that's a good question because there's so many great people. I'd like to, you know, as a Memphis guy, 
I think mm-hmm. you and I would both like to see Downtown Bruno slash oh, Harvey yeah. Whippleman. Yeah, that's a that's a given for me. <laughs> uh, Tojo Yamamoto, if they wanted to bring in like an old, you know, kind of like the Fujinami guy. Yeah, and I've I've heard some rumors about they're trying to get the uh, Memphis stuff on the network. Yeah, that oh, man, I'd that be would so be awesome. Up if they got. But you know, so the there, there's a lot of those tapes that have died over the years yeah. and just kind of disappeared and stuff. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what gets on the network and what does when Lawler actually gets it yeah. to where it is well, there. You can actually find a lot of good stuff on the internet. Yeah, right YouTube now. has a lot of stuff. YouTube does. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're not very familiar with some of Memphis wrestling, some of the stuff I'd recommend seeing. <laughs> CWA. USWA, Power Pro Wrestling. Well, I, I, mean, I, I looked this up on YouTube the other day mm-hmm. when uh, Eddie Gilbert ran over Lawler with his car. That was <laughs> that was some monumental Pe- Memphis TV. Yeah. There's also um, there's a gimmick, the uh, Eddie Gilbert, once again, with Tommy Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were this tag team of the year, but when the award was given, they were still a tag team. And it was ac- when it was actually presented to them, mm-hmm. they had broken up. Yeah. And they had this bloody brawl on Channel 5 Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was it was crazy. Uh, look that up, Eddie Gilbert uh, and Tommy Rich, two Memphis legends. Um, and if I, you if you want to see, <laughs> you may have seen it on my Facebook the other day. Uh, I didn't post it on my Twitter. But uh, look up When Downtown Bruno Attacks. <laughs> and you will see that. you will see a shoot brawl of uh downtown Bruno for shoot attacking a announcer and it oh, was Oh yeah, yeah, so I did see that. The announcer was bad-mouthing Bruno backstage at some point and it got to Bruno and they were on live TV and uh I think USWA was actually in its final days and they knew it they knew it was coming it was going to be like another week or two and it was dead. Right. So Bruno just said F it and <laughs> ran out there on live TV and started beating the yeah, hell I, out of this announcer in front of God and everybody. <laughs> 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 and he didn't care. He didn't care if he got fired or nothing. I mean, I, I don't even think he even got fired after it, which was really funny because, you know, everybody hated the announcer guy. And I think I think the announcer guy was the one that ended up getting they getting got rid of him and kept Bruno around. <laughs> I think another good one. I think we've brought up before, Miss Elizabeth. Yep. Yeah, that, that's absolutely easily. I I know she. There's some. Uh, you know, you, she died from a drug overdose. I yeah. believe. Yeah. And yeah, that I know the WWE doesn't want to glorify that, but it's a chance to educate your people. You know, to educate people about the dangers of drugs. And plus, it really shouldn't be about how she died. It should be about how she lived. Right. I mean, she was the first She was the first ever distracting valet. Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder who will get the Warrior Award next year, too. Yeah. You know, will they, will they keep on going uh, with, uh, you know, kids who, you know, put their imprint on the WWE guys, or will they keep going with... You know, because there's there was there's been a lot of controversy about that too. Uh, they had um, Josh Ma- Josh Matthews or was it? Just, yeah. okay. no, that was no, Justin, no, Roberts. Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. He, he wrote he this long, drawn out blog about how they were just changing up the details about uh, Connor's, you know, story, 
to fit their needs. And then mm-hmm. WWE came back with something. And then I think I even, I, today, I think I saw something uh, Connor's dad wrote about the situation. So, I mean, you've got three people weighing in on the same situation and everything. I haven't I haven't read what Connor's dad wrote, but I saw somebody yeah, I post it. Up. I need to look it up and read that. But it's like, you know, WWE saying, oh, well, you know, we're we're not trying to change the facts of the story or anything like that. And then Justin Roberts is like, yes, you are. And I, I haven't read what, what Connor's dad said yet, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. <clears throat> Kevin Sloan has got one more for us. What will Sting do next? I don't think you're going to see Sting much in the next couple of months. Uh, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next WrestleMania if they bring him in. It's in Dallas. Do you really want to bring Sting in to face the Undertaker in Dallas in what may be his last match and have him lose two WrestleManias? It's, I I think they're going to use him a whole lot more than they than we think they're going to use him. The big pay per views, um, I can see him showing up. I think I think he might show up for the Big Four this year. I can understand. I can uh, see that. SummerSlam, Survivor, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble. Rumble. So, can you see? I, I, I'd like to see Sting put a put a team together and go after the Authority for Survivor that Series. That would be great. Oh man, if they, oh, and they, if they could just do it in the old school Survivor Series matches. For God's were, sakes, the thing's called Survivor Series. Called Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a Survivor Series match on Survivor Series. <laughs> for God out loud, man. It just it sucks that they got in the way because that pay-per-view used to be extremely exciting for me growing up when you know when you had like the Hulkamaniacs yeah. versus the Warriors or the Lawler's Army, which was actually a bad match versus yeah. Doink the Clown mm-hmm. and Wink Pink and Dink the, and the Heenan family. And, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, many. Just, that and that was that was always my favorite pay per view to see because you knew you knew the whole card was elimination matches when it was old school, and you were going to so. see basically everybody. Yeah, yep. but yeah, Sting. There's a lot of things they could do with Sting if they really want to, and if he really wants to. That's what's you know kind of. Uh, the factor there yeah. does he really want to so it's 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 in sting's court if he wants to do it you know he'll I mean, do it you know i'm sure he's getting like a ton of money yeah <laughs> to do whatever he's doing right now so. I, it's been that match at wrestlemania was really good so i hope i hope he has a couple more good ones in him and there's yeah. plenty of, and if you put him in a survivor series match with three other people, he's not having to do all the work. For God's so. sakes, right. wet your hair before you go out to the ring. Or just, <laughs> or just get a crew cut. Yeah, really. Go back to the old crew cut. Do something, man. Don't look like Bozo the Clown when you finish wrestling, please. Thank you, Ke- <laughs> thank you, Kevin, for listening at Kevin Sloan 13 Give him a follow on Twitter. He asks a lot of great questions. This next question, though, I got, it, this is a great question, and all the questions have been great. At Joseph Butler 3 Papa Joe... So there's three Joseph Butlers, at least. <laughs> he asks, "Who was on your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers?" This is a this is a very difficult question. Um, so we're gonna each get four. You know, Mount Rushmore four presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, if in case you guys didn't know that, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was counting on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so who is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? I'll say my first one, Ric Flair. Ric Flair would be on mine. Ric Flair. Undertaker. Okay. I'll put Stone Cold up there. Okay. Okay. And, you know, just for the impact in the last 10 years alone, Cena, you got to do it. 
because he's had an impact on the business yeah, for the last ten, very true. 10 but years. When you go, when you're talking about Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. you're talking about like the the basis. To me, it's like these are the forefathers of wrestling. So mm-hmm. I've got Ric Flair on mine. I've got Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, man, so I want to get a Memphis guy on mine just because I think Memphis, you know, was a it, it, we were a hot spot for wrestling. Right. But yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say Lawler. Yeah, I'm gonna say the fabulous one, Jackie Fargo. There, that's a good one. Man, he was oh, he was so good. Mm-hmm. Then, man, this is a good one because yeah. there's so many people to choose from. <laughs> I mean, God, let me go ahead, Mike. I, give me, I gotta think of my fourth one here. I mean, I guess Taker would be a good one. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, sorry. I know who my fourth is now. Bruno San Martino. Yeah. I'd have I'd have him yeah, on my yeah, fourth. Yeah. So right. I've got Flair, Hogan, Jackie Fargo, and Bruno San Martino. I guess with mine, I tried to pick like the best guy out of each era. You know, uh, no, I, leading yeah, leading right. up to this. You know, so that's but, you know everyone that's has. A, it's a very opinionated question because your your yours is a history kind of thing. Yes, I guess right. mine mine was an era kind of like what's the leader of each era? You know that there are no, recent I, years. Right. So. This is a question. I think there are no wrong answers. So yeah, I'm. Definitely going Ric Flair. Uh, you have to have him in there. I feel like you almost have to have Hogan. I mean, just... Hogan... Hogan... Hogan uh, legitimized it, but he also brought a mainstream audience, too. Yeah, him, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, wrestling wouldn't be without... WrestleMania wouldn't be anything without Hulk Hogan. No. And for me, I'm thinking if if you've got Hogan up there, you've got to have Piper. I mean, he wow. he really showed what it was like to be a heel. I mean, oh he, yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. He was the original villain. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I truly, you know, believe that you know, if it wasn't for Piper, Hogan would have never been as big as he was. Right, that's true. And then, yeah, it's easy to get three of them, but when you come down to who your last pick's going to be, uh, I've always been a big fan of the Undertaker. Yeah. I, I mean. It, it, He's lasted. I mean, you know, how many years now? He's he's wrestled. He's got to be. He has to have wrestled for over forty years. Because what, what we've only seen him for what? He debuted at WrestleMania. Right, well, and I guess forty years. That's all. Yeah. That's no, all wait, wait, wait. No, no. I take that back. No, he debuted, he debuted at Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. In ninety three, and that was yeah. the year. That was the same year as WrestleMania seven, I think. So he's been in the business. Is that right? Yeah, over twenty. Sounds he's, about right. He's just been in I WWE think, over twenty years. Because I, I think his first WrestleMania, he faced well, Snuka at WrestleMania Seven. So yeah, that. Right. I mean, it's well over twenty years. Because I mean, time. his record is at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Is. Uh, math. <laughs> yeah. That whole math thing will really fuck yeah. you up if you're not. Whoops. Sorry, I recorded the <laughs> bomb yeah. Um But that's just not. That's not counting. Mean Mark Calloway down here in Memphis. Right. It's not mm-hmm. counting the. Uh, Wasn't What was? He was a tag team. With uh, Sid Vicious, wasn't he in WCW for a while? The Masters of Pain was that? I it? think yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly that's exactly right. I mean, there. This is if you're listening to us, please respond to the Twitter account because I want to know what your Mount Rushmore of wrestling is because there are endless combinations. Joe, let me know what his Mount Rushmore was, and he said his was Hogan, Rock, Austin, Cena. 
Mm-hmm. Very current. See, I guys. definitely wanted to put Stone Cold in there because I mean he he kicked off the Attitude Era. Yeah, he revolutionized. Yeah. I mean, he brought after, the Attitude in. I mean, it, you know, Stone Cold kind of broke into the main event scene as Rock was breaking into the Intercontinental scene, you know, and doing his mid card stuff right. and getting hot as the Rock, you know. So, I mean, there's so many more people you could say. Um, so that's the reason I had Stone Cold and right. not Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's so many more people you could say. Like we could say, I'm sure people could say HBK. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Bret yeah. Hart. Bret Hart. Macho Man. Macho Man. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, there's so many. Can we even, like make a twenty? We're gonna have to put a new one in like yeah. the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> you, just, you need a you set know. of twelve heads up there, not not just uh, you know four that you can really pick from because. We're just going to chisel the face in every mountain in Colorado. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess another good name you could have on Mount Rushmore, how could you have that without Vince McMahon? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. He's he's the one that's changed changed it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I think the whole face of that mountain should be Vince McMahon, and then all the other faces are just in his forehead. There you go. It'd be creepy so, looking, if, but if, hey, if, <laughs> if someone could draw that and and send it to us, that good would Lord. be fantastic. But jeez, that's pro- that's a very 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 good question. We could discuss this until next week, but I'm going to be on vacation. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for the Twitter questions. Let's get to a little bit of WWE news this past week. Big news in the Divas division: AJ Lee has retired. I yeah. think that creates a big big hole in the Divas division. She was very entertaining. She could put on a good match. She was very charismatic. She I think she was even good on the microphone. Oh yeah. She when the she dropped her pipe bomb. That was that was CM Punk level. I got I got to say though, you have to wonder what's really going on here. Is she pregnant? Is she trying to save her marriage? Or did all, she all see what was about to happen? Right. Because they always make cuts after WrestleMania. Always, yeah, yeah. It's. I think she's pregnant myself. Yeah, because I saw a picture of they, Bailey they giving her a hug. Bailey. Yeah, but, but then you also saw the the response from uh, CM Punk. What's that? Yeah, I think it just said thank you. It was a ha- uh, it yeah. was hashtag thank you AJ. That's yeah, all. You, that's AJ. all the tweet said. Yeah. So well, and he also sent out a tweet that was like, "Am I miserable? Do I listen to pop music because I'm miserable or?" Am I miserable because I listen to pop music or something? You know, one of those yeah. mind-boggling CM Punk tweets. I think I just, I think I just repeated myself. Well, they, they, <laughs> she like, she like unfollowed him at some point, and then like Twitter like went ablaze with it. Like, oh my yeah. god, AJ unfollowed unfollowed her own husband and everything. So, and then there was some some cryptic tweet from him about you know uh, here's to what was it uh, misused hours or something like that or you know mis- misplaced trust or something like that. I don't know what it was, but you know they they were obviously having some problems at some point. You yeah. know, well, that, but only being home two times a week, two I mean, or two well, days out of the whole week will well, do and, that. And you know he's busy training for his MMA debut yeah, at some exactly. point this year too. So, so he's got plenty on help. his plate. Yeah, but it opens up a big hole in the divas division. Let's talk about what they could do to possibly fill that hole. That didn't totally didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant, you pervs. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> but my suggestion, uh, and Naomi this past week, I think she got another pin on um, one of the Bellas, so they're obviously pushing her. Yeah, but 
you got to look at NXT though. Well, they're bringing people up from NXT. They have not, not brought up a diva yet. It's not time for that. There's there's other things that can be done in order that in, in other to me than bringing up another diva. You have the best wrestling diva on your roster. Yes. In Natalia, this mm-hmm. is this is a chance for them to push her to the moon. Mm-hmm. I want to see Natalia get a push. Yeah. She is a force. She's a heart. She is a very trained wrestler. She's been she's gotten they have done nothing but shit on Natalia since she has been on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they gave her that dumb farting gimmick, uh you know that that room that room that, really That in me. itself was insulting really. I mean, you don't I don't know. And uh, there there's entertainment things and then then there's just crude humor. And that was crude humor. You don't do that with a heart. No, you really no, no. don't. No, you don't. You don't need to do that. But she was just doing what she was told to do, you know. So, you know, and sometimes you just got to suck it up and do what you're told to do. I'm and ready. I mean, I'm ready for the divas. Like, I'm ready for Charlotte or Sa- Sasha Banks to get called up mm-hmm. because that's going to happen. Now, I'll I'll, this is I'll, the I'll ask bring I'll ask a roundhouse question right now. Who do you think will be the next diva to be called up for a minute? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte. Yeah, that's Easy. what I'm. That's I think we all are. All, we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> so, but you know, it's I, I I and I hate to say it, you know, she's always going to have that label of being Flair's daughter. She can't get out right. from underneath that shadow. You Absolutely. cannot get out from under Ric Flair's shadow. That's just too big of a shadow to get out from underneath, and you know. She can say it all she wants to, you know. Um, uh, you're going to remember Charlotte Flair. You're not going to remember I'm Ric Flair's daughter. No, we're always going to remember you as Ric Flair's daughter. Now that said, she's an awesome, awesome women's wrestler. Yes, and absolutely. She deserves any push she gets because uh, she's worked hard at it. You can tell. Yeah, I, and I agree. But I just this isn't the inst- this isn't why I would want to see her called up. Uh, especially, it's time to start pushing Natalia. Yeah, I, you know. Now, How old is Natalia? I don't think she's hit thirty. I would yet. assume early thirties. If, mm-hmm. if she has hit thirty yet, uh, it's it's very low. Uh, she's got plenty of plenty of yeah time, and it, this is her this is her time. Yeah, don't waste this. And I'm not I'm not crapping on any of the NXT gals. There's mm-hmm. other opportunities to bring them up. This is not it. Yeah. You got Naomi. She's starting to get a little bit better. Meh. You have Paige. <laughs> <laughs> you have Paige. She is. She's awesome. Uh, you know, you have divas there. Just use them. Use them correctly, and and using them correctly is giving Natalia the push. Yeah. I always thought yeah. Alicia Fox was great. She played a good crazy character yeah um, she's underutilized oh yeah when she broke out and she did that crazy thing like a few months ago no, that was awesome that yeah, was i thought ma- it was gonna last yes they that was pulled that out after what maybe that, a month they gave her they told her to do it she you know she may have only gotten three minutes to do it but by damn she she, she took advantage it. of oh, that yeah. three minutes she got it over with me she got it over <laughs> with me i mean that was the whole that was awesome the whole divas division is underutilized yeah they have a chance to really. I don't think they have a clear direction, really. They, they don't, don't really uh, have a clear direction. They're just kind well, of all over the place. Because Vince has in his mind that we don't come to see women wrestle. Mm-hmm. It's a beer break. It's whatever. Yeah. And you saw with back in the day with Trish Stratus and Lita, 
If they if you give them time, they will give you something special. Yes. I mean, those two headlined and, you know, main evented, you know, a couple different Raws at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fans loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Remember when we were sitting second row when I think Trish gave Lita an elbow and I I marked <laughs> out completely. And it can happen if you just give these the Divas some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the six minutes, I think their match with WrestleMania was six minutes. For a good, yeah. for a good, for a good match, it was a good match for yeah. six yeah. minutes. It, it was, it was, it, it was, it had a lot of action in it for six minutes. It was a long six minutes, and you know, there was a uh, good psychology in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept AJ out, you know, and it ended up AJ actually got the win. So I mean, it was, it was a good, psych- good psychology, and you know, good, good match. But you know, they need more than six minutes, especially on WrestleMania. But, you know, I think a few things went long and ate up some time or they wanted time for other things. So, of yeah. course, what's the first thing to get cut? The Divas yeah. match. The Divas match. And I actually heard they did cut, like, another 10 minutes or so out of the, the main event. Yeah. Because the, I think the the Rock and Ronda Rousey segment that whole, ran That whole long. segment ran long, yeah. I think they said that ran, like, 24 minutes or something like that. Or... Which that was a badass segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went, I, I could have watched that for 24 minutes, no problem. <laughs> But they, go ahead. Uh, And final thoughts on it. Well, you know, AJ just, you know, it's it's tough to call, you know. And with CM Punk, as private as he is about his personal business and everything, we may never know what is actually happening. So, um, because just quite simply, He may not want you to know. It's none of yeah. our. It's none of our business anyway. Right? Because and he he's always been private. You know he, about he is, yeah, yeah. And keeping to himself about you know and you know he's not he's not a fan approachable person. He really is right. not. You know because you never know when he's having a good day or a bad day and you know he may come up there and walk up there and ask him to sign an autograph and he just be like fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a quick break. Stick around. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Overself Podcast. Be sure that you are following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. I am at Wolfmike23. Also, be sure that you check out our website, oversellpodcast.com. We have lots of great links. We have links for Connor's Cure, Fight Pediatric Cancer. There is no amount too small, no amount too large. Also, we have a link coming up. This is a new one we dropped in, and this goes to the Coliseum Coalition. And if you are from Memphis, and hopefully we have a lot of Memphis listeners in this podcast, you know the importance of the building that is the Mid-South Coliseum. I was there every Monday night to watch Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and Handsome Jimmy Valiant all fight. Handsome Jimmy Valiant is probably still fighting somewhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe in the parking lot. Yeah. But, uh, this building is important to Memphis history. Elvis? Yes. Historical Beatles. significance. Elvis Beatles. Multiple acts over the years. I mean, there's probably, you know, and that was, for the longest time, that was the only thing Memphis had. As a venue. Oh, yeah. Before the pyramid got built, there mm-hmm. was the Coliseum. And if you came through Memphis, you played at the Coliseum. And, you know, it's it's a building steeped in history, really. And uh, they're trying to put an effort together to revive the building. 
And I understand that if they don't revive it, it's just going to be completely flattened. Which would be a travesty. Yes. And, you know, would you rather spend the money to demolish a building or spend the money to renovate it and put something in it worth visiting? Which, you know. You know, something needs... I wish... If I had the money, I'd, I'd start booking indie shows in it. Yeah, but the city wants... Bukus of money, right? And if you know indie shows don't have bukus of money, unfortunately, no. you you have to go it, into whatever you no, can find. I'd, I'd love, for, I'd love for a revival just of classic Memphis wrestling. Yeah, it would be great. And I did. I went to two or three shows there, and I remember them like they were yesterday because that's just you know how awesome it was to see wrestling in the Mid South Coliseum. Yep. You know, uh, right now they're at four thousand sixty two dollars, and they have one thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars left to go just to put on the event and that's that's a travesty in itself because the city is kind of stepping in and charging them this money to put on the event because they don't want a revival they don't want to save the coliseum they want the coliseum flattened and they and they think it they see it as, as an expense and as a blemish instead of seeing it as an opportunity to do something with a building that has been closed up and boarded up for 10 years Yep. May 23rd, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yep, and they're going to have some wrestling there. Um, a lot of people are donating donating their time. They are not getting paid to show up. Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler are two of them, and they're going to have a match right there. I'm pretty sure in the parking lot. I don't think uh, the city's going to allow anybody in the building, but they are having guided tours of the building. Um, they're going to have food trucks and various vendors out there. And uh, any and all proceeds that you decide to spend on site, I'm sure, are going to be donated to the cause in some way, shape, or form. May 23rd, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., come on out. Maybe we'll be there if we can get a table and maybe get something going to where we can maybe sell some merchandise or some shirts and put the proceeds (laughs) towards the the, uh, Coliseum ourselves. But uh, that's still in talks. No confirmation yet on whether we'll be out We're, there or not. I'm going to be out there just to support it anyway. I will go to support it, definitely. Absolutely. So maybe, uh, hopefully, maybe we can get like a, do a live streaming remote or something That'd be like great. That. I'd love that. Uh, let's get back to the wrestling talk. Okay. Um, pretty good Raw this week. Uh, one thing I'm impressed with, um, and I'm not typically the, his biggest fan, but John Cena... As the fighting U.S. champion, I think it is smart for the belt to defend mm-hmm. it as much as possible. Yes. Now, I know you're going to see a lot more. It's going to be a little bit more predictable wins. Uh, because Well, you know, this is different style booking now. Yeah. This is different style booking. You're, you've got what is currently the mid-card titles that you're defending not on a nightly basis on TV now. So... Are you gonna make more title changes? You know, this is a I, this is a different approach. This is an approach right. we this is an approach we have not seen before. Where you know you're not defending WWE title every night. You're defending the US title every night. You're defending Intercontinental title every night. And plus, the WWE t- champion is no longer a special attraction. We have That's Seth true. Rollins. Yep, yep, yep. So He'll be there every week. Yes. He wow. will be there. I wonder every what's week. that what that's gonna be like to see the champion there every week again. Crazy. Yeah. I forgot what the belt looked like. 
You're right. You know, because you know, there wasn't very many pictures. Every time you saw it, you saw it around Brock's waist, and you know, it was at the last pay per view two months ago that he yeah. showed up. You know, we had a triple threat match, and uh, with that, it decided the out who would face um, Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules for the title. Randy Orton won that. We talked about it earlier mm-hmm. um, when Kevin Sloan asked. Uh, what they think the main event for Extreme Rules is, we have it. Perfect, and perfect setup from WrestleMania. Right. Yep, uh, it's smart the way they booked that because even when Randy came out and said, "I beat you at WrestleMania, you're the champion. I want to beat you again so I can be champion." Mm-hmm. It, it, really good booking. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns looked, I thought, looked good in that match. You know, I think he went over the top rope at one point. Did his or did he go off the top rope and crashed into a big group of? I think he no, went over. Did he go? He jumped over the ropes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, but still, great match. Um, Cody and Cena, they had a great match. Um, I don't know this whole Mister Sinister Cody Rhodes thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's the same uh, same family that thought up Gold Dust. So, well, Gold Dust was such a special attraction and Cody is really not tapping. Uh, well, no, you look back at what Goldust has done, cross-dressing and all that stuff when he first started out. Cody's just making his own little spin on things and, you know, he's not he's probably not going to take it to the extreme of cross-dressing, but you know, he's he's got more of a psychotic character or whatever from what I've seen. So, uh, I think uh Miz and Mizdow had a match. Um yeah. I think they should have saved that. I mean, that, that's a pay per view match. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pay per view match. They really, they've been building for it. So I mean, you you want to see you don't want to see them fight just yet. You want to see them keep interfering in each other's matches. You know, costing them wins and losses, but then have them actually go at it at Extreme Rules. Yep. You want the stipulation match. You want to see. I mean, even if Miz still wins at the pay per view, I mean, you want to see Miz Dow get in some good shots and. Finally, give Ms. Dow that payoff, you know, down yeah, the hopefully, line. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that match. I, I could see that feud maybe culminating at um, SummerSlam because I doubt either one of them will be fighting for any titles. The right. uh, the crowd reaction wasn't as uh, up on uh, Ms. Dow as, uh, you know, I think they were more trying to figure out, you know, what's with the booking? He's still Ms. Dow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense now that he's not the stunt double or anything to c- go back to being called. Sandow. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm tired yeah, of this. Still, what I've been wondering is, you know, where is that character going to go now? I mean, he's he shouldn't be Mizdow anymore now that he's you know broken away from the Miz. But you know, what direction is he going to go in now? I mean, what is his character? Right. Uh, the authority not being there was played off real well, didn't they? Say they were on like a uh, vacation, yeah, tropical vacation yeah. with no cell reception or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because there are places in this world where you don't have cell reception. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Just depends on the network you're on. Yeah, you got to know where they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adrian Neville and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had a very good, entertaining match, and they're doing. People can say that, oh man, they're burying Adrian Neville. Neville blah blah. He lost to the heavyweight champion. Yeah. yeah. He lost to the to the guy right now. His just second night on the main more. roster. Yeah. yeah, don't expect him to come in and you know, I like it more him. You know, he had a good debut last week against Axel. Right. Um, and you know, 
I like him not going through nameless jobber after jobber after jobber to build his dominance. He put in a good fight against Rollins in that match. Um, the red arrow move is so damn cool. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just, it, it, I'm glad they're not trying to do this. I heard they're going to bring him up with this kind of like Mighty Mouse gimmick. Mighty Mouse gimmick. And it seems like at least they haven't done it yet. I'm liking it. They seem, they're doing everything right with Adrian Neville that they didn't do. <laughs> With the ascension, he may he may jump out next week and go here I come to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the music video on the Titantron will be Andy Kaufman singing that song yeah. too, just, great, just to tick me great. off even more. <laughs> <laughs> but it it just it's they're doing him right for a change. Um, you I mean, know, it's still early. It's I mean. it, it's still early. He's got he's a young guy. He's a little wiry little dude, but I think he's going to have a good career in front of him. Um, something else I liked, I, I don't like that this tag team was brought back the way they are, but these promos that primetime players are cutting, they're pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You know, they first, who they do the first week, the, it was, uh, shit, I can't remember. I know they cut a promo on some tag team, and then this past week they made fun of the extension. <laughs> The ascension, ascension, yeah. I think it was football New Day. pads and stuff. Yeah, it was new, yeah, new yeah, it was New Day. And New Day's going through a heel turn. Uh, it's coming. It, yeah. it is coming. And new Day I, is going to get a heel turn. It's going to be what I wanted for this stable from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're going to become this militant black group, and it's going. It, it, I'm telling you, this is going to be good for for them. For all three of them. Yep. Yeah. I like the sarcastic clapping. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. great. Um, Big E is better as a monster heel. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see Kofi as a heel because we haven't we seen haven't that really yet. Seen we that. haven't no. seen that at all. No. Um, I think Xavier Woods is great on the mic. He's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He could be the voice of the group. Yep. Hey, you got your muscle and you got your athletic ability in Kofi. It's the it's a chance for the perfect stable. Right. And hopefully, I really would, you know, it, they could call it Nation of Domination 2 and I'll be fine <laughs> with it because that's where they need to go. Mm-hmm. They are better heels. They be they're going to be better heels than they are faces, hopefully. Kofi, don't let me down. <laughs> but uh, primetime players, they also cut a great promo in the Ascension. They put on shoulder pads and like, they had like plastic cones on them, <laughs> <laughs> and they had like tin foil around them. Oh wow! And then at some point, one of them fell off, and Titus and he was like, "Oh man, it fell off." <laughs> like, they just kept going. It, it's great. So, you know, I did. I don't. I still don't like how the Ascension is being treated. Yeah. On the main roster, I've almost forgotten about them. Well, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of the WWE guys has. Did yeah. you know Vince McMahon actually just watched his first NXT show last week? Yeah, I read that. He he was on site live for it. He was on site. Yeah, but yeah. he's never he's never watched. Nope. And he apparently he's blown away by Charlotte and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have been around when the Ascension was there and like, oh, that's what these guys could do? Oh, oh it God. makes too damn much sense. Mm-hmm. Here we are, another episode, and I am bitching about the Ascension. I got to well, get over it. Yeah. Well, if you... <laughs> we need to get you an Ascension shirt or something. <laughs> if you, do they even have shirts? They're so buried. <laughs> they don't even have shirts yet. Well, if you if you remember, there's been, there was a story a few years back when uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, who had been released at the time... From WWE, he was walking around backstage, and just just so happens Vince was walking around the opposite direction or something, and saw Jimmy and Jimmy, how you been, man? All right, cool deal and everything. Well, I guess I'll see you in the next town, right? And everything is like, oh yeah. 
Vince, I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> and, I, and Vince was like, you don't? We let you go? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I got released like three or four months ago. Oh, okay then. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, this is he didn't awkward. even know. Yeah. He didn't, he he didn't, didn't even, even get know. to do the you're fired. Yeah. He didn't even get to do it. So stole his thunder completely. <laughs> but no, it's like it, it, it real it makes you realize that, you know, Vince is like, you know, living in the very minute of the second that he's talking, you know. Right. He he doesn't know who's there and who isn't, and you know. It's just so he may like, not know the ascension exists. Right. How and, are you guys liking um the Seamus heel turn? Is it right for him? He I, needed something. Yeah, yeah, I always saw Sheamus as a heel. Yeah. I, it just doesn't seem, you know, he did cool things as a face, but he did cooler things as a heel. Yeah, you know, he was specifically brought in when he when he debuted. He was specifically brought in to feud with Triple H when he was yeah. brought in, and I he debuted that. with a mohawk. I heard everybody blowing up about the mohawk I, and everything. And I the, have absolutely no problem with the mohawk. Yeah, he debuted with the mohawk. The, I have a problem with the dumb facial hair. Yeah, for me that is <laughs> it. Just looks too stupid. That may that may be what's turning everybody off of him. But he debuted with a mohawk. So I mean, I actually saw him um, when I was backstage at one point, and he was he was on I think it was Superstars or something like that, and was doing like a dark match maybe. And he had the Mohawk and was wrestling with the Mohawk. I remember that specifically. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, everybody chanting, you look stupid at that Raw yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. It's just like, oh, okay. <clears throat> I think you're going to start seeing, I noticed this, uh, I think something's going to start changing with Kane. Like when, you know, when the authority opened up that promo and Big Show did this and you did this and, Kane was there too. Kane was there too. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. If they start, if he starts feeling alienated, and it's yet another turn for. Is Kane. he going to have a face turn? Maybe, maybe eventually he'll probably. Brad Maddox came back this week, didn't he? I knew that dude wasn't released. Ha! Well, I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't think he was on the show or anything. Yeah, he was, he was, he was on, on the show. Yeah, he was, okay. yeah. yeah. He uh, he cut a pro- promo with Kane, I think, at the same time. So I knew that dude wasn't released. Where the hell he's been, I don't know, but I like him as he could be such an annoying heel. Yeah, he's great on the mic. He he's, yeah, he's great, great on the, on mic, the mic, but he could, I think he could be that guy that gets under your skin and just annoys the piss out of you. Which... Was was Brad the one that I think they made at the at the time he was trying out? I think they made them pay to come down and try out or something like that. Hmm. And he paid something like two or three grand on two separate occasions, just to just to get a tryout in front of like their training facility. Right. Not even like on a on a you know dark match in an arena somewhere. I think he like paid money to go down and like actually. It it may not have been Brad Maddox. It may have been somebody else. But I want to say it was Brad Maddox. You know, know when they brought him up, uh, wasn't his whole thing is he was. He kept trying, basically trying out for the show, you know. Yeah, with yeah. Stephanie, he was, you know, put trying you to in get this a job, match, yeah. and then he would lose, and he'd be like, "Well, give me one more chance," and and then he became the general manager for a while. Yeah, yeah, and was like rocking around with Vicky or something as his assistant or something, or yeah, as her yeah. assistant. I mean, <clears throat> uh, one thing that I guess it's weird for me now when I watch Raw, but you know, kind of missed. 
a 20 minute authority promo. <laughs> I missed I missed I missed my 20 minute Triple H promo. It's just not the same without him. I, I you can't do that every show. <laughs> you can't, but they do. I know, but when you've got you, 3 hours. You, you, you can't do you've that got every show. Oh my god. It's like, "Oh, well, uh an hour and 40 minutes will be wrestling. 20 <laughs> minutes would be the Triple H promo." And then another ten a minute run over. <laughs> yeah. um, did you guys ha- did you guys watch Network after the show? Chris Jericho talking to Cena. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched it, it yet. I watched a little bit of it. It seemed to be a pretty good interview. I, it was more. I'm not like I said. I'm not a big Cena guy, but it was really cool hearing some of those stories. And they kept showing pictures of when he was in OVW, and they kept showing other pictures. As the prototype. I yeah. did. I did catch. Uh, one part of it, uh, they they showed video clips of it on uh, on uh, one of the uh, Facebook pages I uh, frequent, and uh, one of the ones that I noticed was uh, actually when he got asked about turning heel, and that was a really interesting segment because he said he was ready to do it. He said he'd do it in a heartbeat. He actually recorded uh, different entrance music. Oh wow! To come out to nice. he when they when they said you know they came up and just asked him about it, and he and he immediately went and recorded different entrance music. He got different. Uh, I think I think he even got different ring gear or something like that, and w- was thinking about ideas and everything to do. And then they said, "Well, no, we're not going to do it." And it was just kind of like you know. They just flipped a switch on it and turned, oh, right, turned that man. idea off. Yeah. <laughs> but he did record entrance music to do it. Did he say how long ago that was? Or it was um, recent? Or? I think it was during the Rock program. Okay. When uh, yeah. when he was going to face Rock. I don't know which time he was facing Rock. The, the once the, in a lifetime or the thrice in a lifetime. Right. <laughs> the match he had, um, and I believe it was Dean, Dean Ambrose was his first defense after WrestleMania, right? Right. On Raw. Yeah. It was right. on Raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week. He showed some heel actions in it. Like at some point, he tried to do it. You can't see me. It just it looked like it. It, it, it didn't look like the normal one. Mm-hmm. He just kind of threw his hand in front of his face. Very. It wasn't. It wasn't in the dude's face. He was just like, yeah, whatever. And you know, it'd be interesting to see if maybe more and more of these U.S. titles that this maybe leads to. He might be just trying to change some stuff up. You know, it, it, yeah. you need to. Yeah. The five moves of doom. I think they talked about that. I, I'm going to listen to the whole thing later this week. But it, from what I saw, it was pretty cool. If if he does turn heel, I mean, who's going to be their their big money making machine? Man, because I, I mean, don't know. they they the main reason that you know I think that we've heard is the fact that you know he brings in so much merchandise. Yeah. Well, there's that, and he talked he talked about that a little bit too. Um, uh, in in the same conversation that he was talking about turning heel, right? He talked about you know the reason that he doesn't, and you know they started flashing up pictures behind him about the Make a Wish kids and stuff like that, and Connor, and you know just all the all the Make a Wish people that he'd been with and everything, and he they started flashing flashing random pictures up there. And he was like, he's like, if if I do the heel turn, there's got to be somebody to do that, you know. There's got to really be somebody to step up and do that. You know, and he was pointing at the screen behind him and, you know, pointing to the Make-A-Wish kids. You know, who's going to do that if I don't do it? You know, and he's saying, he's saying, I'm not saying I have to do it. I'm just saying, who's going to do it? Right. You right. know, so. I mean, it couldn't be, I don't know, Orton probably wouldn't put up. I mean, it, right now to numbers. me, it would have to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah. 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 
the current IC title. Right. I mean, everybody's already behind him. I mean, I don't know if he's ever been booed in the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. No, he just gets booed when people when he gets shits when he gets the shit on him. Right. And then at that point, they're him. not. But too that. Yeah, they're not booing him. Yeah. Yeah. That well, leads back to the the same thing we talked about a few weeks ago, though that there are other wrestlers that do make a wishes. Yeah. WWE just doesn't publicize it. Right. Because they don't they want that character to stay fresh or they want that character to stay in the heel or whatever, you know. Bray Wyatt does make a wishes. Yeah. Seth Rollins does make a wishes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the they don't did, want yeah. that shown on T V though. It's like, oh he's got a heart. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. he's a bad guy, but he's got a heart. Few, he's yeah. a good guy. <laughs> you know who I think in maybe a couple of years, and this is just me. And um, this is just a very, 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 very wild prediction. Kalisto, uh, he's—I think he's going to be the next Rey Mysterio. Yeah, for the WWE, and the kids love Rey Mysterio. Right. They mm-hmm. it, once they get him involved in some sort of interaction with the crowd, kind of like Rey would do. The, I like the guy. I, I think uh, I've heard some promos of him in NXT. They weren't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be flying around the ring a lot Golly. better than Sin Cara. Oh yeah, ever I tell did. you, and what a revival for the Sin Cara character. Yes, yes, yeah. it's, this is helping him out great now. And you know, we all know it's not the same guy, but no, of course, you right, know, right, it's, right. it's still a revival we for the seen character. Near as many botches. Hell yeah, they, no. they're nailing. <laughs> they're nailing that entrance every week. Uh, um, yep. But you know, I could see Kalisto catching on with the kids because he he really has kind of like a superhero vibe to him with the way he flies around the ring and. You know all those luchadors do, mm-hmm. and I th- the lucha dragons have impressed me since they've been called up. They're I think they're very solid. Mm-hmm. Their time in NXT was very well. Sin Cara maybe learned a little bit better WWE style, mm-hmm. and I've been really impressed with them since they came up. Yeah, what what will we see NXT style crossover to WWE style though? Uh, not That's until not until Triple H takes over. Yeah, and then when he does. You know, I, I've seen that viewership past couple of weeks has dropped in that third hour. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Maybe not have that third damn hour. Yeah. But. Too long of a damn wrestling show. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, it's, and I've said it every I mean, week, it, it's hard to watch a three-hour wrestling show. Even at indie shows. Even at indie shows. When you start at 7.30 and you're dragging on until 10 o'clock or 10.30, you're losing people. I've I've had people, like, I've seen scores of people when the clock reaches 10 o'clock, it's time to go home. I'm yeah. going home. I don't care if the main event's on or not. You know, even, and it doesn't even matter about, you know, it doesn't even matter about, you know, like if the main event's happening now or right. happening later. You know, I've had like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have you been? In what the did ring? you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Damn so, you, Derek! So you're, you're saying that you've yeah, had? I've been in the ring, and and the clocks hit ten, and people hit the door, and I wasn't even the main event. Wow. Yeah. So that's basically what I'm saying. Is like, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't. It it it's more a matter of time than it is, you know. Keeping people's attention and everything is great, but if you don't have their attention for three hours straight, yeah, they're yeah. gonna go out the door. Yeah. Back in the um, Monday Night War days and the Attitude Era days, I could probably handle take another hour then, 
because I was watching four hours of wrestling a night anyway with right. two hours in the Raw and two hours in Nitro, but the product isn't as good as it was back then. Mm-mm. And, you know, maybe if they got to I that could watch level, three hours of WCW. Because WCW, well, WCW was formatted just right because you had you had the cruiserweights and they had their time on the show slotted just right. Right. Where you were like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. They're like, whoa, the cruiserweights are coming on. Nope, I'm not going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you tried to get up and, uh, oh, Benoit's coming out. Here's the four horsemen. Oh, crap, I, gotta, I can't. No, I got to wait for a commercial. Yeah. And then I got to go pee and come right back. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> the horsemen well, are out there, damn it! And it wasn't just the cruiserweights. You know, you had Benoit and Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. Malenko, and yeah, yeah, they were in stables. the cruiserweight. They were well, they were in the cruiserweight division, but they were extremely good wrestlers. They were technical right. wrestlers, and they were given freedom to have their own match. And it was helped by the marquee of the NWO. Yes, these days people don't have the attention span to go like like they did. I guarantee. You, well, the, I, the WWE style doesn't keep people's attention. Yeah. That's the problem. You don't have wrestling in a WWE match. Yeah, that's it. Well, not anymore. Mm. Not since the reality era. No. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I mean, I, I wish you could go back like 10 years and just grab that and bring that back. Not You know, 10 years, 15 years, you know... I mean, just hot, heavy stuff, you know. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something, you know. Because if if another company comes in, they're in trouble. Yeah, they really are. If somebody finally decides that they're going to give McMahon a run for his money again, they well, know how to do it. Well, no, well, you say that if someone came in and gave them a run for their money, WWE would amp up their product. Yeah, uh, they would say, Kevin Dunn. Shut your mouth, Triple H. What do we need to do? <laughs> and and, it, and that would be simply all you really have to do. Give once you give Triple H a reign, he's done it in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the lack of competition is what is yeah is oh, hurting yeah. the product. Yeah, no, yes. I got into a discussion. Someone was asking me about that on Twitter. I think it was uh, Kevin Sloan's brother, Quentin. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm good friends with a the Sloan family brothers. Of followers. Yes, it's great. <laughs> um, but you know, the uh, he asked uh, something, and we got on the discussion. Yeah. No competition does it does, you, you you get complacent. Exactly. You get lazy. I mean it's it is what it is, but back in the Monday Night Wars, man, week after week everything was it was it was perfect to be it was a perfect time to be a wrestling fan. Cuz mm-hmm. I I watch TNA. I mean, for the most part I watch it. But it's it's entertaining. They've got talent there, but it's just watching it, you can tell it's not on par with WWE whatsoever. No. I mean, it's it's not even really on par with NXT. It's probably about the equivalent of watching a house show on an indie level. NXT really, is where it is right, right NXT, now. But yeah, NXT booked well, written well, and well, they let them wrestle. If you just let people wrestle. I don't know about you guys. I am pumped to see Samoa Joe. Oh, my God. Yeah. In NXT. He is going to have some great matches with the guys. Him and Kevin Owens, I think, are going to tear the house oh, down. Oh, man. They'll burn the building down. You got Finn Balor down there and Hideo Itami. You got to see him in the Andre the B- Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, Which they need to shorten the name of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just put it on the main card, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just call it Andre's Battle Royal. And how long will Big Show's trophy last? It's you know, I, I, how do you guys feel about what he's doing with that right now? Whenever every time they announce him, he's 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 trying to stand like Andre in the pose, and he's selling the heel role. Yeah, I mean he's Big trying Sh- to compare himself to Andre the Giant, and that's. That's Big, a good heel thing to do. Big Show has always been able to feed off a crowd pretty well in his matches. Oh, yeah. Especially as a heel because he know he just starts screaming at people during the middle of his matches. He actually plays towards the crowd a little bit, which is something a lot of the other wrestlers don't do. No. I heard at a house show the other day that somebody was like somebody started a just retire match. Or just retire uh, chant. chant, I'm sorry. For Big Show? For Big Show. Oh, man. And it's not nice. It actually grew, and the whole crowd was chanting it eventually. (laughs) So they were kind of crapping all over him. (laughs) Well, you know, Big Show has been around since the 90s, what, Mm mid-90s? So who knows how long he's actually been wrestling as far as... Well, no, I think he was brought in straight into WCW. He didn't wrestle on any in any territories or I, anything I don't like think that. anybody ever heard of him before no. he yeah, was in he WCW. Just, you know, that was a big... That's one Wasn't thing he playing he basketball or something like that? Maybe. Uh, Possibly, he, yeah. yeah. And um, I think on Tough Enough, when he was on there, he, he talked about how he didn't have to pay any dues when he came in. He mm-hmm. came in and had everyone, everything on a silver platter handed to yeah. him. Yeah. He learned his lesson about how, how that can really mess you up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, he as a heel... You know, big shows. A, a big guy like that is a better heel because it, it always makes for a better fight. You right. Know, you always want to root for David and Goliath, and Big Show's always been a great Goliath. Yeah. I, I think my favorite monster heel of all time, like that, was always Big Van Vader. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, that dude. They made him a beast in oh, WCW. My God, yeah. They made it look like nobody could beat him, and then Sting out of nowhere beat him that one time, and it was just like, wow. Sting beat Vader. Whoa, you know <laughs> it was amazing. Well, they good booking. Um, Mick Foley's DVD. He once talked about like a match with Vader, and Vader kept hitting him across the face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "If you listen closely enough, you can actually hear when my nose snaps." Hey. <laughs> yeah. freaking Mick Foley, man. Yeah, well, I think he should be involved. In some WWE. That's another show mm-hmm. for another day. Guys, any more thoughts this week before we wrap things up? Well, can I go on my little rant that I was going to go on? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, let's do it. Okay. Well, I had the opportunity to lead a training class here recently at NWA Mid South Wrestling in Dyersburg. Before our show, not this past week, but the week before, uh, head trainer was out of town. He asked me to take over and everything, and I. I just pretty much went along with whatever was being told, but I put my spin on things because there's very few people that trained as intensely as I did when I started training. I was training two or three times a week. I was so beat up when I got in the car and I come home and I collapse into the bed. It was probably everything I could do to sometimes take a shower, you know, and even then sometimes I didn't get to take a shower after wrestling. My wife wouldn't get anywhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you didn't have it get sprayed down at the water hose or something. Oh, uh, or the Lysol or anything else, man. <laughs> it was I was funky when I got out of that ring. <clears throat> we can only imagine. But I was trained right. I was trained professionally and I was trained that, you know, I would be able to go longer 
than anybody else in the area. I could do I, all the conditioning that I went through was basically cardio conditioning, and it was wrestling training, and it was you know fast and furious and hard, and you you kept going until you just dropped dead. And I, by that training, you found your limitations and you could push past them. But what I encountered at NWA Mid-South in Dyersburg, and I'm not knocking the head trainer there, but compared to my training, it was easy. Because I was curious about what kind of training they were doing, so I asked them, "What's it, what do you do now? What are you doing now? Okay, what's this? You're hitting the ropes. Okay, what's this? You're taking bumps. Okay. You know, and I would, after a while of seeing what they were doing, I started to put my spin on things. And instead of making them take three moves, I made them take six. Instead of them, you know, taking one bump, I made them take five in a row. Instead of, you know, them, instead, you know, you get the picture, you know. I multiplied everything by five or ten, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And I basically wanted to beat the hell out of these guys. You know, it's nothing personal. It's paying dues. Right. It's like you said. Paul White, Big Show, didn't he learned his lesson about you know not paying dues? He didn't pay dues to get in. He got he was got in because of his size. Yep, and his frame, and that was it. That was the end of the story. Those are his words, not mine. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, if Big Show, if you're listening, so if you don't, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and in my opinion, if you don't pay dues, you truly do not have a respect for this business. I'm I'm imagining that Paul has a respect for this business because somebody took him to the side and finally smartened him up and said, hey, you know. Respect others, they'll respect you back, you know. But I kind of got word that the guys were talking about me, you know, in the back. So from that moment on, I was like, okay, from now on, I'm just going to run these guys ragged, you know. Because, <laughs> you know, apparently you don't respect the business if you think I'm bad. Because <laughs> as a trainer, I think I'd like to think that I'm pretty badass. I had a guy that I trained for six months. I put him in the ring for 10 minutes against another guy, and we booked it to where the guy lasted 10 minutes just chain wrestling. That's all I taught him to do, chain wrestle. He lasted 10 minutes on chain wrestling. And for those that don't know, explain. just do like a quick two-minute um, de- definition of what chain wrestling is. Chain wrestling is going from one move to another. That's it. Quickly. You go a headlock. Bottom wrist lock, top wrist lock. You can spin around, do a headlock, drop toe hold, whatever. I, over the last six years, I've pretty much perfected my train rest, my chain wrestling. So, even in when I was in training, and my trainer nightmare Ken Wayne, I was supposed to do a five minute match for my first match. It wasn't in front of anybody. It was just being videotaped. They said, "Okay, boom, put it in front." You know, do what you can. You know, show us what you can do. And they said, okay, well, Dan, uh, get out there with so-and-so and and we'll have a match. I was like, okay. And I got out there with a guy that had already been there for three, four, five, six months, and I had a match. Well, five minutes turned into seven. Seven turned into eight. Eight turned into nine. And Before I knew it, I'd done a ten-minute match, my first match bell to bell and 
I even heard my trainer over on the side. It was like five minutes past. He's like, do you want to stop this? He's like, hell no, this looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not stopping this. He's going to keep going. And I still have that match on DVD at home. And I'll probably show it to you guys someday. I might even put it online or YouTube or whatever. But <clears throat> and we can put it on the site. If, yeah, if, we can yeah. put it on the site too. But my point is, if you learn wrestling, learn wrestling first. Condition your body first. Earn some respect in the business by going and, you know, working for a year or two in different areas, not the same town. Work in different areas. Work in any area you can get in at. Don't go to the same building every year for, you know, 20 years and then come up to me and tell me you're a veteran and then say I should respect you because my response is going to be fuck you. I should be. I got. That I, I a, legitimately that's a had, dollar to the f bomb drawer. Yes, it is. <laughs> More coming. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna need credit. <laughs> Can I get credit over here? <laughs> you got credit. You got credit. Okay. Well, I mean the the last year that I was in the business, the last year that I was actually in the business wrestling, physically wrestling, I had two guys literally try to beat the hell out of me, beat me senseless. And when they figured out they couldn't hurt me, it got real interesting because I hurt them back. <laughs> and I hurt them bad. Because I, I, I think they learned their lesson really quick. I was conditioned to be a wrestler. I wasn't conditioned to sit there and take my licks and be a good little boy and, you know, just run along, little boy. I've been in the business 20 years. No, screw off. If you want to work me, that's fine. If you want to hurt me, I'm going to I'm going to screw you up. <laughs> there, I got I still got credit. <laughs> but no, if you want to hurt somebody, go to MMA. If you want to entertain people, you want to put on a match, you want to put on a show for fans and not feed your ego, go be a professional wrestler. It's real easy to learn. But at the same time, it's a respectful business. Don't try to step all over people. Don't try to step on toes. You know, I've met guys. <laughs> I, I, me and my, me and my buddy Bruno, we always get together and we say, "Man, if you're ever short on any assholes, pedophiles, meth heads, drug dealers, criminals." Just get into the wrestling business. <laughs> if you ever are short on any of those in your life, just get into the wrestling business, and the first night in, you'll meet two of each. I guarantee you. And I've met every every freaking Wheel of Fortune personality that I could possibly have met being in the wrestling business. I've met alcoholics who got in the ring with me drunk. I've met drug-infested just meth heads that or so out of whacked out of their mind that they can't barely have a match with me. I've never understood that. Why would I go and get drunk and get in the ring? Why would I go and take drugs and get in the ring when I'm my my the safety of the other person depends on me? You know, I never understood that. I but, really want to put that quote on the website. I've yeah. met drug infested methods. I've <laughs> drug infested methods and uh, it it's a sad state of affairs. It really is. The way indie wrestling has just kind of become this melting pot of humanity, really. And it's it's no longer an art in some ways. 
unless you've got a guy that knows how to book a show, knows how to run a show, and actually knows people who knows how to work and won't just throw something in the ring just to see it happen. Right. You know, and that's the, that's what indie wrestling has become. Um, speaking of NWA Mid-South, this is the best wrestling show I've seen in probably three years. I've I've even booked a show that wasn't as good as this. <laughs> um, I've booked one show. I, mean, I booked I booked I booked the, I booked the last show I wrestled on, and I I wouldn't wish a booking on anybody. I wouldn't wish anybody in this room to be a booker because I actually offered to pay people to show up what they wanted, and they wouldn't show up. Damn. I mean, that's how that's how the sad state of affairs is. Like nobody, everybody wants to wrestle on their terms, but if you, you know, even if you want to pay them, they won't show up. Is what I've learned. So I don't, I don't wish a booker's job on me or you or you or anybody <laughs> in here because it's number one, it's stressful. Number two, you got to write the show top to bottom. You got to figure out what's going on. Three. You gotta try and be nice to everybody. I'm not good at that. <laughs> not, not many people are. Yeah, I I actually had a conversation with uh, one of my friends over earlier today, and he's like, "You're being kind of blunt. You know that, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I can be blunt in wrestling. I sit at my day job all day, gritting my teeth, and you know, <laughs> acting nice to everybody at work. Because if I was, if I acted the same way in wrestling like I do at work, it'd be." F all y'all, I'm out of here. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> you know, wrestling has always been my outlet. I love it to death. But, you know, if you're going to get into it, actually show a, a shred of respect to the people who have been in it who can teach you something. And there's not just one person who taught me something over the years. There's several. I've learned from many, many people over the years. Learned from working different guys who worked at Power Pro. I worked Bill Dundee. I worked beautiful Bobby Eaton, for crying out loud. I mean, if you'd have told me 10 years ago when, excuse me, 20 years ago. God, I don't even know my own age anymore. Too many, too many <laughs> hits to the head, man. If you'd have told me 20, 25 years ago when I went down to Sears Crosstown when they were closing everything out of that store and moving everything out of that building, and they they basically put a everything-must-go price on there. I went down to that building, and I found my first wrestling take. It was Starcade 87, Chi-Town Heat. One of the events in there was uh, Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton mm -hmm. versus Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Sweet Stan Lane. And and Paul Heyman, no Jim Cornette, no Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette with Big Bubba, Big Boss Man, yeah. You come full circle twenty five years later, and I'm sitting in a locker room with beautiful Bobby Eaton on one side of me and Ricky Morton on the other side of me, and they're telling stories. And I'm good friends with Bobby Eaton. I've had matches with Bobby Eaton. And, you know, just seeing that come full circle out of sitting and biding my time and waiting and putting those two and three, day, two and three days a week for four years. I trained for four years. I trained solid for six or eight months before I was put in a ring. 
I continuously trained for two or three years after that and led classes before I left the wrestling school that I was at. So having that experience and everything, that, that you know, it earned respect because I knew how to work. Putting in the work paid off. Putting in the work paid off, exactly. You put in the work, people realize you put in the work because they work you and they realize you can work. It's like I went to a TV taping. I had a guy who'd been wrestling 30 or 40 years probably come up to me and he says, man, how long have you been wrestling? I said, four or five years. He says, you look like you've been wrestling for 20 years. What can I tell you? I got, I got a good trainer, you yeah. know? The training is, is the proof in the pudding of every wrestler. And if you want to train to be a professional wrestler, you can't just take one training class. You've got to take very many. And it takes a, it may take a year. It may take two years before you get put in the ring. Be patient. Be respectful. Don't run your mouth because it will get back to the trainer and he will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my rant. So, know. long story short, commit to it if you're going to go. Commit to it. Show some commitment. And you know what? I, my it advice, takes commitment. I, I was never trained. But if you're if you're gonna you're gonna want to train to become a professional wrestler, research. You have the internet now. Exactly. Look yeah. up some great matches from the past. Ricky Morton's got a great school over in uh, East Tennessee right now. I think. Oh, cool. I, I mean, it's, it's a. I think uh, Boogie Woogie Man. I think he's got a wrestling school. Handsome Jimmy, baby. <laughs> Harley Race has a wrestling school. Yeah, I knew wow. he did. Yeah, we. Um, yeah. The, the the Dudleys have one. The Dudleys have one too. Yeah. Lance Lance Storm. Landstorm up in... Oh, man, if I was young enough and I had the money, that's probably where I'd go to learn from Landstorm. That's my one regret. I never wrestled in Canada. I would have loved to have wrestled in Canada yeah. just to say I'd been to Canada and wrestled in right. Canada. I mean, just, uh, you know, there, I'm sure there's some shitstorm wrestling places up there, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like there are down here. But, I mean, it's just... You know, it would be it would have been cool just to say, yeah, I wrestled. Just Canada. to have that on your awesome. resume. Yeah, yeah. Let's finish up with this, guys. Um, we're going to start a new segment at the end of every show this week. We're going to pick our superstar of the week. Mike, give me your superstar of the week. Uh, Seth Rollins. Still, <laughs> I'll go with uh, I'll go with Cena. You know. Smart. I want I want yeah. I want to see some stuff out of his U.S. title defenses, and I think he can elevate that title. I'll go with Cena. I'm going with Adrian Neville. He may have lost, but he is looking good since his debut, yes. and they're protecting yeah. him, and he's Definitely. doing everything right. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we are going to wrap it up this week. We thank you for listening. We thank you for downloading. We are on Stitcher now. We're on an app, guys. Woohoo! How cool is that? We're I'm like, on an app. We're, we're legit. We are. You can, <laughs> <laughs> please go to our website, oversellpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Shropnuts. At one dangerous stand. At WolfMike23. All right. Uh, I am out next week. We're going to see if we can't get like a, maybe one of our episodes from the vault while we were just trying to come together as a podcast. Yeah, we've vault. been doing this so long, we have a vault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, we'll try a to get that vault, up. But it's a vault. <laughs> thank you. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We just gave you the accounts. And We're going to get more questions out for you because that was a great segment. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, thank you for everyone who um, gave us some Twitter questions. Jason Kennedy, Joseph Butler, Kevin Sloan. Um, great, great, great segment. And we thank you for listening. And we are going to call it a night.